This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Jane Brown. This is our final free-for-all Friday of 2022, and you may want to talk about some of the big stories of this past year, including the pandemic. We are coming up on the three-year anniversary of the pandemic. It has not um, been declared over by the World Health Organization, and here in southern Ontario, we are living in a tridemic with COVID, the flu, and RSV. What do you think? Are we coming to the end? of COVID, where we don't have to think about it in the way that we've been thinking about it over the last three years. Uh, You know, whether that's because um, most of us are trying to get our vaccines up to date. Uh, I had my bivalent shot this week, um, had to wait three months after having COVID at the end of September, uh, but did that. And I know a lot of people out there uh, are now at five shots and, um, and taking care of themselves and still masking, although certainly we're seeing a lot less less masking in the stores, in the grocery stores, in the drug stores, and just generally in society. Uh, you know, do you, are you feeling like 2023 will be the year that we can finally declare the COVID pandemic over? That is among the topics we can discuss. 416-360-0740 or one 740 Our friend Pat in Toronto wants to weigh in this week. Hey, Pat. Thanks, Jane. Um, I want to say thanks to uh, Zoomer Radio for playing so many of the Ian Tyson songs yesterday after his passing was announced. That was the first record I ever bought, and, um, you know, I never saw the man in person. I saw lots of Gordon Lightfoot in person, but what an important person in the um, in the folk uh, business. And uh, it's great that he made it to 89. Isn't uh, it? Yeah, I thought the same thing, yeah. Second comment on the uh, waiting for bags at the airport. I'm focusing back to 2001. I came in on a flight from China, and I'd come business class, and I waited over an hour and a half for my bags. There was an article in the paper about six weeks later that they had fired a whole bunch of guys because what was happening, um, they were, you know, 80% of the workers were booking off and leaving the 20% to do all the work. And this was, of course, I was coming in at 1130 or something at night. So I suspect that's the same thing that's going on right now. I think you're right. I think it is a staffing issue and that they could have uh, found a workaround to that mechanical malfunction this past past weekend, had they had enough staff? Well, yes, but I'm suspicious as to whether the staff might have been there, given the previous thing. And I just want to make one other comment. The the comment with regard to um, the judge, the judge I feel very sorry for is the one who was responsible for 
the uh, man in Vaughan who, you know, murdered the uh, five other right. uh, people. Right. Uh, how would that judge feel? I mean, we should have ways of knowing that this guy had a firearm license. Mm-hmm. This, this is just totally unacceptable. And he but, was completely volatile. Yes. Exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So very sad story. So anyway, Absolutely. great, great program and a great radio station. You play all the right things. For oh, me. thanks, Pat. Always great to hear from you. Happy Thank New you. Year. Bye-bye. Bye now. Let's go to uh, Jeffrey in Mississauga. Go ahead, Jeffrey. Hello, Libby. How are you? I'm a long-time listener. It's actually I'm Jane for Libby. Caller. It's Jane for Libby caller. today. <laughs> oh, Jane. Yeah. Sorry, Jane, but a long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, good. I get to ring the bell. There you go. And what would you like to add today, Jeff? Um, I would like to commend the work uh, that you guys do. You hit the nail on the head, and every talk that you take, you bring about a solution or you offer uh, help and uh, options. And also about uh, the great music that you guys play, Eva D, Liz West, and Norm Edwards, uh, the ex, uh, the person who had left your services. Yes. And... Um, yeah, and uh, Libby and, and you, Jane, as well. I listen many a time to all the programming. Great work. Well, what and, are the um, issues, Jeffrey, let me ask you this. What are the issues that you are most interested in hearing about on Fight Back? Uh, very much because my daughter is a, a singer-songwriter in Mississauga here. And uh, I would like to see avenues where um, the local musicians are given um, much of a... Um, a base where they can, uh, you know, release their music, uh, uh, get a wider audience to listen to, because there's so much talent in in Mississauga and around here in Canada. So okay, yes. I would like to find that. Okay, Jeffrey, thanks so much for uh, being with us here on Zoomer Radio. Appreciate your call. Thank you, Jane. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Free for all Friday on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Whatever in the news has you talking, whether it's the news of the week or the news of the year as we get ready to transition to 2023. It's your show. It's your agenda, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, Diane and Pickering wants to talk about the recent ban on plastic bags. Hey, Diane. Hi, Jane. How are you? I love your show. Watch it every day and listen all day long every day. Well, that's great. Thank you. So the recent ban on single-use bags is, to me, like, for example, a no-frills bag, I would use at least three times. Once to get my groceries home, then I use it for my small garbage can in the kitchen and the bathroom. And then if I have to bring something somewhere, I would use it again. So two times for sure possibly three. Now they've cut those out and I have to go buy single use bags at the store for my garbage. Yes, uh, that is true. Yeah, that is <laughs> I true. That I, know. Quirky. I, I know there's only so many plastic bags that we all have left underneath our sinks, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're pr- like no frills ones are leak proof. They're great for garbage. Like now I don't even know what size to get, but <laughs> Have you tried buying that product yet? No, not yet. I have to go to figure out like what liters I size liters I need. Okay. First, I'm like actually worried about that, like because I always I've come home with the wrong sizes plenty of times in my life, 
and I'll probably do it again. Yeah. No, you you know, it's interesting, this whole single-use plastics ban, because it does require all of us to start thinking differently about how we move stuff around, um, how we uh, bring things home from stores, and uh, they're going to have these plastic bags for some time because we can use up the supply that they have at the grocery stores. They just can't buy new ones. So it could be quite some time before we walk into Loblaws and they say, we don't have any plastic bags left. Um, At that point, certainly, we're going to have to make sure we have cloth bags to take home. And as you say, we will have to uh, buy the biodegradable ones to put our garbage in. Yeah, I do use my cloth bags for everything but grocery shopping because I count on the grocery bags for my garbage. But I do, I'm a avid recycler and, you know, I'm conscious of the environment and very careful. And, but I just find it funny that my triple use bags are called single use bags. Right. Diane, thank you for your call. Uh, We're all talking about that. And certainly if you are transitioning away from the single use plastics, uh, if you've seen uh, the takeaway containers uh, that are no longer styrofoam and are more uh, based on a wood product, a paper product, uh, same with the forks, uh, the lids on coffee cups, that kind of thing. Uh, we, We are just now transitioning as a nation to um, these biodegradable alternatives to, uh, you know, help save the planet. Because honestly, this the state of the oceans with all of these plastic bags, it's, it's absolutely dismal and really horrible that it's been left to this point, to get to this point before we're doing something as a country, as a world, um, to try to uh, mitigate what could really become a planetary disaster. 416-360-0740-1866-744-740. Also just wanted to mention, uh, Paul called off the top about his uh, pension plan, had a question about annuities, wanted to know how much was in his plan. Um, We got a suggestion from one of our callers that he should uh, send an email to the probate show here on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler and Ted Wallachin. Uh, they pre-record their program, but certainly they will take call. They will take emails in advance that they can address on the program. And so, uh, Paul or anybody else who has a question about annuities, here is the email address. It is info at avoidprobate.ca. Info at avoidprobate.ca. Jane for Libby, free for all Friday, and we'll go to Shirley now in Mississauga. Hi, Shirley. Hi there. I just wanted to make a comment about uh, one time when we flew in from Antigua and we waited and waited for our luggage and then, well, probably an hour and a half later, my daughter anxiously waiting for us to come out and they said, oh, we didn't put your baggage on, we, we took freight, freight instead. So, you know, oh, we'll deliver them sometime tomorrow. And? And when we got out, out there, my daughter was so anxious she thought something had happened to us. I mean, we weren't young at the time. We were probably in our 60s. Right. Um, And were you connected with your luggage? Uh, well, it did no, no. At that time, you didn't do that. This is, you know, probably fifteen, twenty years oh, ago, maybe. I but see. it's just something that does happen, maybe to people as well. Maybe, yeah. Surely, you're right. Thank you. Um, this air travel situation that we found ourselves in 
2022 and as we get into 2023 is far from ideal. And it really is growing pains from the pandemic when nobody was flying. You remember in 2020, nobody was going, nobody was coming. Uh, certainly in and out of the country, there were domestic flights. Um, but it was it was a different world and they had to cut back their staff and um, pay wage subsidies, et cetera, et cetera. And then getting these people back has clearly become a challenge that even the, the, the top uh, political leaders in the country don't fully want to acknowledge. I'm thinking about the transportation minister, Omar Al-Gabra. He always seems to put a positive spin on what's happening rather than telling us what is actually going on behind the scenes so we can understand why we have all these issues. Um, so, you know, and for those of us who travel, and my husband and I, we love to travel. We've been, I don't know if it's been because we've been fortunate, but of the few vacations we've taken, uh, after everybody was getting vaccinated, we haven't had any problems. And, you know, we were talking to a WestJet agent when we arrived uh, to go down to the Dominican a few weeks back. And we were there three hours in advance. And she said, three hours is great, but get here four hours in advance because you'd way rather be on the other side at the gate waiting for your flight than being backed up in a line. So, and then when you get through, you can uh, have a beer, have a Caesar, have a meal, relax, get ready for your flight and uh, enjoy the beginnings of your vacation rather than being stressed out. So certainly that is something we can do as consumers to help out our own situation. But what's going on behind the scenes? I think we need a little bit more transparency, don't you? Let's go to Helen in Toronto. Helen, you'd like to talk about what today? Well, uh, I remember years ago, my mother used to make her own bags for taking groceries home. She, they used to sell handles, wooden handles, and she would make uh, use whatever fabric. We always reuse and reuse till there's nothing you can do with it. And, um, but I don't know what we used for garbage. What, what did people use years ago instead of plastic? You know what? That is a good point. I think we just... Remember the trash cans that we used to use? I also remember the paper bags that always leaked. Yeah. And I think, and may, you know, as a child, as a teenager... Um, before plastic was so prevalent, obviously we were bringing our groceries home in paper bags. But right. yeah, right. What? Where was the? What was the garbage going? Was it just going in loosely into garbage cans under our sinks? I can't remember either. Well, uh, I'm thinking of the ones that are outside that go out to the can, like yeah. you know. Um, but what were we putting our garbage in I don't under the know. sink? And if we were, <laughs> and I do remember leaky. Uh, paper yeah. bags. Leaky and, paper bags, yeah. Yes, it could be that we were putting, I mean, some stuff, sure, you can put into there, but um, coffee grinds and anything liquid like that, you're going to have a mess. Well, right. <laughs> but I guess that's what we did. It's funny how you, neither of us can remember what exactly how we were managing our garbage back then, but um, somebody else maybe <laughs> can call in. Yeah, because I have, I, all, I do remember leaky bags, yeah. but I don't remember. I mean, I wasn't old enough to have to do anything but maybe throw it into the garbage. Right, but, right. Uh, I would like to know what we did. Yep, absolutely. we're going to have to do it again. Me too. Thanks for calling, Helen. Bye. Bye-bye. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Rudy in Toronto, you're on Fight Hi. Back. Hi, Jane. Yes, since you started talking about plastic, that spurred me on to call in about one of the ty- types of plastic that most annoy me, and that is the 
the thin uh, clear coverings of cigarette packages, which I, I find that people tear off and throw on the ground, and uh, uh, it, it would be so easy to make those biodegradable, so, because that's the purpose of, of biodegrading uh, something like that, because it's on the ground and it just, just would go back into, into nature. Yeah. You would only do that. And, and then I think of the, those uh, thin strips of, of plastic being washed into the rivers and seas, and they can't even be seen. So poor fish and other animals yeah. are in, inhaling those things. A hundred percent. Yeah, thank you for your comment, Rudy. You're it, welcome. We are in transition away from plastics. Imagine if we'd never had uh, the plastic garbage bags. Imagine if we'd kept going with uh, the brown paper bags that we had when we were kids. I mean, you know, why couldn't we have... The plastics industry was obviously very, very powerful and were able to uh, make plastics so much a part of our lives. And we all knew back then that plastics didn't biodegrade for hundreds of years, and yet we didn't, as a society, really fully think that through. Uh, let's go to, oh, I think somebody's going to provide us with an answer of what we used to do with our garbage back in the day. Ruth in Toronto, do you uh, remember? Hi, yes, I do, actually. I was just telling him, I, I was only going to leave it like I did with the probate, um, the, the, uh, the, the question oh, thank being you. answered. Yeah. Um, yes, we used to use newspapers, believe it or not. We also used to use um, the um, uh, the things that held the cereal in the the bags that held the cereal. Yes, and we used to use that if it was leaking the the garbage, uh-huh. and we would put a bag into a container of some sort. Keep it in the kitchen, obviously, like you said underneath your sink. Right. But uh, sometimes it even went in loose. You had no yeah. choice. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And then yeah. you, and then you put that right into the the gray trash cans that went out to the side of the road. Or, or I'm being honest with you, you remember when you were moving and stuff or you were sending your kids to camp, so you had a big bag, a yes. large, like it, literally from Canadian Tire. I don't like to give that information, but, you know, it's uh, just a, a bag that was useful for something. And you lined the garbage can. And you just threw everything in. I see. In the paper. I guess we, we, maybe we all had our own methods back then. Well, we had to. Yeah. I, like I said to the gentleman, you know, it was recycle, reuse, etc. That's the way it was. It's Ruth, a, thank you, you for have calling. anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Ruth. Appreciate the okay, call. Okay, everything's good. Be well. Happy New Year. Happy and New Year else. to you. Thank you. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. We need to pay some bills and we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby Snymer... Here is Jane Brown. And the phones are ringing. I love it. Free for all Friday, 416-360-0740 or toll free, 1-866-740-4740. By the way, Libby is taking the week off between Christmas and New Year's. She's looking forward to getting back on Monday. Had a nice chat with her uh, this morning, actually. It is the final Free for All Friday of 2022 and your opportunity to to reflect back on the big 
big news stories of this year, if you'd like to, or talk about something that's in the news this week, such as the massive travel problems, not just at Pearson, but at airports across the U.S. and Canada because of that historic storm we had a week ago. It wasn't so historic here in Toronto, but it was so cold that the mechanical belt that moves the luggage at Pearson malfunctioned. And as a result, many, many passengers arrived at their destinations without their luggage. Now, we can understand something like this happens, but... How many frigid cold days have we had in past winters? And somehow the luggage made it to the plains. There is obviously still an underfunding issue happening at Pearson that has yet, or understaffing issue, pardon me, at Pearson that has yet to be fully resolved since uh, the height of the pandemic when nobody was flying and a lot of people had to be laid off or put on wage subsidies. And uh, clearly the staff is not back needed to make sure that even in the case of a malfunction, that luggage can get to the planes. I mean, that is a big part of what they do at airports. 416-360-0740 or one 740 And what can we, the consumer, do about it? Seems like very little. In fact, one of our callers to fight back this week made a great point that we are all settling for poor service in the airline industry, and that is just sad. Why are we settling for poor services? Uh, We also received some hopeful news this week on Vision Zero here in Toronto. Pedestrian fatalities in 2022 were at their lowest level in more than 10 years. Still, though, 22 pedestrians died this year, as did a cyclist. So are the traffic calming initiatives making a difference? What are you seeing in your neighborhood? It's always a hot topic here when we talk about pedestrian safety on Fight Back. You may also want to talk about high inflation, whether you're seeing greedflation at your grocery store. One more time with the numbers, then we'll get to the phones. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Let's go Go to Paul in Woodstock. Paul, you are first out of the gate. Go ahead. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your shows immensely. Thank you. Um, I have a concern. I don't know if anybody can explain this to me, but I paid into a pension plan for 33 years. I just retired this year. And when I wanted to find out how much was in my annuity, they told me they couldn't tell me that the annuity belongs to them, and I I can take whatever they kind of offer me. Like, there's a a number of different options, because I I don't feel I will ever draw as much as what is in the annuity. But then again, when I asked if they could tell me how much was in the annuity, they told me they couldn't tell me. When I asked if it was possible for me to move my annuity, they told me the annuity belongs to them. So I, I found that rather disturbing because I wasn't aware of this. Do you know anything about this? Well, or maybe one of your callers can clear yeah, that up for me. Uh, somebody in the financial industry or the financial advisory industry, um, maybe you could call in and, and give us some information on that. Paul, do you know if there is a financial institution involved in your pension package? 
Um, it's being handled by Sun Life, and uh, they were reluctant to give me a whole bunch of information. But who who told you that they can't tell you how much is in the fund? Financial Life. Uh, Sun Life. Our, 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 our Sun Life, when I was speaking to them, I told them, like, I wrote down a number of questions, and one of them was, how much is that fund that, that has been in, in my name? Mm-hmm grown to, and they said they can't tell me that. Well, you know what? I, I, I had a similar situation uh, after leaving a radio station. It's going to be 13, 14 years ago now. And at that particular place of employment, they did have a retirement fund, and uh, the employer would match how much we put in as employees. And when right. I left that radio station, uh, my CIBC advisor connected with, funny enough, it was Sun Life, where the package was held, and brought it over into my personal package, so I knew exactly how much was in there. Interesting. Right? They told me they told me that the annuity belongs to them. Well, I kind of figured it yeah. belonged to me. But, Paul, do you have a financial advisor at one of the big banks? Uh, I imagine there, there's one there. I haven't spoken yeah. to one. Well, I would go down that path because perhaps they can reach out and bring over your portfolio to uh, your own accounts. You know, that might not be a bad idea because it just didn't sound right to me. It doesn't it was sound right. Explained to me, it was always explained to me, you have this little block up here in the corner, and whatever that earns is yours. And now they're telling me, well, well the, the financial institution is telling me that the annuity belongs to them, and yeah. I can take whatever option I want, and I don't think I will ever dry out the money that's in there, because I know I put in close to $100,000, wow, yeah. and the company put in a whole lot more than mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for uh, calling in, and keep listening, okay. because somebody with more knowledge than me could call in and uh, help clarify that. But uh, good luck with it, and let us know how it goes. Well, thank you very much, Jane. You have a wonderful day, and I hope I hope next year's a little bit better than this one. Yes, I hope so, too. Thank you, Paul. Happy New Year. Let's go to Terry in Mississauga. Hi, Terry. Go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm calling uh, concerning this Bill 124 that uh, they uh, want a challenge in the courts after yes. the court has already told them that uh, it's been turned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, money that... Uh, they're going to spend on lawyers to challenge this should be coming out of the coffers, not of the public, but of the conservative government, as far as I'm concerned, in the province. Out of the progressive conservative party, yes. 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 Uh, I mean, uh, you can't win. That's That's a given, and they think they can. That's why I think it should come out of their funds. If they win, okay, they hold the money. But if they don't, well, it's nothing lost to the uh, uh, people that have, have voted. It, and, it's uh, such an unpopular bill, now law, Bill 124, which caps public sector wages at 1% per year. It's been so unpopular, and even uh, the Ford Tories themselves have said that likely they are not going to be using that bill anymore in negotiations, and they didn't with the education support workers. So... It uh, it does boggle the mind as to why they are going back yeah. to court to appeal this. But I know you yeah. make an excellent point because we are effectively, as taxpayers, paying for that uh, uh, for that appeal. Yes, but the big thing is 
they've got money to spend out on lawyers at about $600 an hour or whatever they make, yet they've got no money for health care. Right. This doesn't make sense to me one little bit. Yep. All of it is our money. Fiscally responsible as far as I'm concerned. Well, thank you, Terry, for calling in. Uh, Certainly that is among the topics you can discuss today on Free For All Friday. Jane for Libby. Numbers are 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Bill in East York. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good, Jane. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Go ahead. I just wanted to talk in a very general sense about crime in Canada. You know, uh, crime pays in Canada. And I'll get to my points as fast as possible. In the United States, there are too tough on crime. I don't know what it's like in Europe. And how can I say these things, uh, Jane? Uh, I drove a taxi and I was a witness to this. I had to go to um, court cases as a witness in murder trials. I've taken convicts from the East Detention Center, you know, to the hospital with chains on them for medical purposes. And I just see everything and I say, wow, what is going on? I know hospitalization issues are more prominent. And the parole board, to me, is a a bit weak. You still there, Jane? I'm here. I'm listening. Yep. And then I I look at the, the, whatever it's called, the Youth Justice Act, where they can't name these uh, minors. But in this last case of the knifing of the poor homeless man, um, you know, their parents should be uh, brought to some... um, point of uh, responsibility. How can you allow a 13-year-old girl to go downtown late at night with a knife? I mean, where are the parents? But don't you think, Bill, that these girls are not living in secure, uh, loving uh, yeah, family I environments? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yes. I'll finish off just quickly, uh, Jane. Uh, the police are the, the most vulnerable because they put their life on the line, you know, and uh, the court system is just way too lenient. It's just a business to keep clerks and lawyers and attendants and all that busy. Uh, some of these criminals, uh, <laughs> they laugh and they say, I'll be out soon. Uh, you know, if it doesn't go two years, they throw it out. Now, do I have the solution? Well, if the public gets more aware of this and starts, uh, I guess, uh, saying something to the politicians, uh, that would be the only way, I guess. Right. Well, you know, it's great that you're getting the conversation going again, and certainly we've been hearing more about uh, stricter bail conditions in light of uh, the shooting death of the OPP constable. Yes, uh, it's very tough. I see them, and, uh, you know, I had to go to trials and witnesses, you know, and I've had drug busts in my cab, guns and handcuffs put on my passengers, and, you know, uh, I go, and they're back out in the street, you know. Uh, I just, I've even had them flag me down, say, look at that payphone, you know, they're monitoring that, because the guys are going there to make phone calls to the drug dealers, you know. (laughs) I go, oh, man, this is, you know. So that was my thing. It's just we're too lenient overall in Canada 
on crime. U.S. is way too tough. We are, like I said, I don't know. Okay. Bill, thank you. Thank you for calling in. And if anybody else wants to get involved in that conversation, we can certainly uh, keep that going as well. Um, We've got Ron in Guelph on the line next here on Free For All Friday. Hey, Ron. Thanks for taking my call, Jane. Boy, you, uh, Bill, just a few seconds ahead of me, uh, took a lot of thunder out of my uh, <laughs> out of my statement. You know? Okay, well that's okay. We can keep that conversation going if you'd well, like. It, yes, we we can because um, a couple of weeks ago I was on Free for All Friday and I alluded to and let's one thing at a time with the girls that are out there. Yes, but where are the parents? But I mean, this is a chance, something that that I don't understand where. Um, they, I mean that they're. I mean, this is six girls. I mean, one or two girls in the situation at home. Um, but there's way too many parents. I don't care, black, indigenous, white. I see in my own neighborhood. I see it in Toronto where these kids are out in the street. Um, you and I weren't allowed out in the street at that time, and I were we. No, well, and you, and you're dealing with the mob mentality too, right, Ron? When you get yep. uh, six people together, regardless of their age, and uh, it gets violent, and and all of a sudden they become uh, the mentality of the lowest common denominator. It's not an excuse. It's just tr- I, I think we're all in Toronto trying to wrap our heads around something like this happening with six, no, eight, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen-year-old girls uh, killing a homeless man. It's just it's. It's hard to fathom, right? Well, let's go to this um, the story about the, the OPP officer. I mean, there was pictures in the newspaper of the um, the alleged killer. I guess it's not too much alleged now. At 16 years old, and this was one happy kid. Um, and then all of a sudden, in three years, I said this to my son, who's um, he's not by any stretch of the imagination a lawyer in, at university, but he says, Ron, you don't know the situation from the time this kid was 16 to the time in 19 when his criminal history. But that being said, I mean, the, as far as I'm concerned, the lawyer and the judge who allowed this guy out on bail in June, knowing his past criminal history, have got blood on their hands, to my way of thinking. Well, a lot of people agree with you, um, and certainly uh, we'd like to hear from you whether you agree, don't agree. I mean, it's a complicated situation because we don't know the backdrop. We are hearing anecdotally from uh, family members of uh, the young man, the 20-year-old, who is uh, among the two individuals charged in the murder of this cop, saying that it's all about intergenerational trauma. Um, perhaps an Indigenous uh, young man who uh, has not been treated properly could provide some of the reasons for his violence. But how do we deal with that? I mean, that's systemic violence. Um, if well, he, here, yeah. here's, here's the other part of the story is that right now, Doug Ford and the OPP commissioner are telling Trudeau, my son says it's not that easy. A lot of these things, and I, he's absolutely right. He says, Ronnie says, he's in Montreal right now in university. He says, we're not having the situations in Montreal or the province of Quebec. You're not seeing, so this is an Ontario issue with the lax judicial system that we've got in Ontario. Interesting. Doug Ford is blaming Trudeau, saying, where's the criminal court system? And Trudeau was saying, this is a jurisdictional thing within Ontario. So where, where's the balance? Right. 
Right. No, good point. Uh, Thank you very much for calling in, Ron. Uh, We need to take a quick break. It's free for all Friday. We will get back to your phone calls. Uh, I have a line or two open here, which you can grab during the commercial break. They are 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Jane Brown. All this talk about what we used to do with our household garbage, how we got it into uh, the garbage can and and to the side of the road, makes me think back to the years when I was a kid, and I'm sure you have similar memories as well with the milkman, the juice man, the egg man, um, the oil man, all of these people who would come to our homes uh, to to bring us products, right? Uh, and, and of course, the milk was in glass jars, glass containers, uh, which we would give back when they were empty. They would be then taken back to the factory or whatever, cleaned and refilled with milk. I mean, we had recycling down pat before we even knew we were recycling, and then plastic got in the way, and here we are 50 years later. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Ted in Brampton, would you like to talk about plastics <laughs> yes yes uh they're trying to replace these plastics it's been talked about for years if you replace a plastic fork with a wooden fork you have to cut down a tree to make that wooden fork yes this is true Yes, it's true, but it takes years to grow trees. Years. It takes years to go tree, grow trees, but it takes not that much time for uh, products, paper products, to break down, whereas uh, that's actually, the issue. If you look at these paper products, like paper straws, you'll find that they're lined with plastic because paper will not hold moisture. They'll pull apart. Well, so the, they have the, to line it with plastic. Well, the uh, whatever they're using now has to fall in line with the single-use plastic bags and our uh, ban, and that includes straws. So I'm not really yeah. sure how they're constructing these new straws. Well, but they have to they have to use it. They have to line it with plastic, which means it cannot break down. It, uh, it goes in the landfill too. Uh, I don't know thing, that I don't know that to be true, Ted. But I I don't know the opposite either. But I do appreciate your phone call. Yes, I mean when we're throwing things away, when we're using things, um, obviously we have to use some sort of resource. And I, I think that's what the plastics industry was promoting way back was that we don't have to cut down trees anymore if we're using plastic. But uh, here's the other situation we're into. Ian in Rockwood also wants to talk about uh, plastics. Go ahead. Oh, actually, I wanted to talk about the paper bags okay. and maybe retailers that are listening. Yes. Fifty years ago, when I used to pack groceries, um, the manager of the store would pay the customer two cents for every paper bag they brought back and filled. And it was a profit to him because it cost him five cents for a paper bag, and he would pay them two cents. So if we filled three bags of groceries and they were their bags, they got their six cents back, so it would be, um, of course, 
more money now. That's a great um, memory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as for the fellow before, he said about um, p- paper straws. We had paper straws when I was a kid. There totally. was no plastic in them. Right. Paper cups have no plastic lining. There's no need for plastic lining in a paper cup. Yeah, I, I think you're straw. right. I just couldn't say definitively that that was the case, but you're absolutely right. I mean, we did have paper straws, and I guess just the way that they're wound tightly, uh, it allows the liquid to pass through. Well, just think of your paper cups. Yeah, yeah. No, Ian, thank you. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate uh, your perspective and your memories. Let's go to Roger in Waterloo. Roger, go ahead. You're on Fight Back. Hi, Jane. I was just thinking about this uh, plastics that uh, we're kind of on the conversation with right now. I remember as a kid, it was my job around the house to uh, get rid of the garbage after a meal, and once a week you'd take it out to the curb. And what my mother had me do was wrap the, both the wet and the dry garbage in uh, three or four layers of newspaper and put them in the can. And then uh, the can itself, when you're prepping the can, you would put uh, half a dozen layers of newspaper in the bottom of, a, of the garbage can right. and put your garbage on top of it. The newspaper has kind of absorbed a lot of the moisture and the drippings and one thing or another, yeah. and, the, and the odors, and it was uh, painless. Now, the only problem with that is in today's world, you know, newspapers are getting to be a scarce commodity. Sure. <laughs> Nevertheless, yeah. that's what we used to do. No, I appreciate that. It's great hearing these stories because we haven't thought about disposing of our household waste and anything other than plastic in such a long time. I think that's why that's right. uh, it's hard to conjure up the memories. But, um, yeah. yeah, thank you, Roger. Right on. Bye now. Enjoy Bye. your show. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. You too. 416 or one 866 Jane for Libby here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. We have a few more minutes to go. Still have time for your call if you'd like to talk about uh, single-use plastics or we seem to have gotten into a conversation about trying to remember how we disposed of our household garbage uh, when we were kids. Um, these are great memories for all of us to share. Let's go to Stephen in Burlington. Hi, Stephen. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Jane. Um, just wanted to make a comment about, uh, I think, uh, as a Zoomer, uh, our general health, and, and uh, I think uh, most of us would agree that we could cut back a little bit of, on portions, especially during the holidays. And uh, just one indicator, I've just realized I'm experiencing something right now that's telling me I need to do just that. Um, I just realized uh, I haven't experienced a single hunger pain for six straight days. I hear you. I know. And, you know, I mean, and like so many others, uh, well, let's start this maybe uh, first week in the new year, and and, which is counterproductive, but... uh, but uh, even even given that, uh, I don't think it's looking good for, for, for me this week, Jane. <laughs> well, I think you're in good company, though, Stephen. Right? <laughs> because, but it's it's so true when you're there's not. I mean, when you sit down to a meal that somebody has put a lot of effort into, be it a turkey dinner, a roast dinner, ham dinner, you want to be hungry for it, right? <laughs> and if there have been appetizers out all afternoon and you've had a lunch, it's you're not enticed to eat the same way we are when when we've gone from 12 noon to 6 or 7 at night without any food. Geez, you hit the nail on the head. I think uh, my son had about uh, three and a half hours straight of appetizers. Yeah. 
and then we we ate earlier than I thought we would. I said, this is way too early. Yeah, it's too, too much food. I know the, the appetizer situation has kind of ruined our appetites, ironically, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, thank well, you thank, for calling. Well, Thanks thank for calling. Thank you very much, Jane. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Let's go to Jacob in Simcoe. Hi, Jacob. Uh, yeah, hi, Jane. I love your show. So remember back then when I was younger, we all... All all the people in the rural areas they had burn barrels. There was no, no such thing as a big diesel truck come come up plugging up and pollution the air and stuff. And, and and I think that's one of the big changes that's taken over the years. Like nobody's got a burn barrel now, and and it's I think that's what causes most of the emissions now in the rural areas. So you would put the garbage in the burn barrel. Exactly. Ah. Yeah, we did it for years. We never had no garbage truck coming around or nothing. Right. And I I, I think. I think there could be something like where every household could have their own, like, like little freaking, you know, like, so some got to, like a per, little incinerator. Yeah, an incinerator. incinerator. Yeah. And, and that way they wouldn't need no garbage diesel trucks coming around and All putting right. the air. All right. Interesting. Thanks for your call, Jacob. That is, um, that's a good memory as well. And then you just dispose of the ashes um, in a biodegradable sort of way. Uh, let's go to Jody in Toronto. Hi, Jody. Hi, hi, Jane. I'm calling about uh, you know folks that are concerned about the paper products not holding up. You know the straws and the coffee cups. Yep. Yeah. Well, we have to change the way we live. You know, we can't walk around with our coffee cup with us for hours or days with us in the straws in the in the pop things. I mean, sit down, have your coffee, and go. Get your pop, zip it, and go. <laughs> you don't have to carry it around with you for hours. Yeah, we do like to carry our drinks around, don't we? I know, we, we yes. do, I know. Yeah. Okay, Jody. thanks right. for calling. Bye-bye. Take care. Um, Ray in Toronto, you also mm-hmm. want to talk about plastic bags. Uh, yeah, I just tuned in late, so this may have been covered already, but I'm just wondering about, uh, you know, the dog poopy bags? Yep. Um, they're plastic, and even though they're biodegradable, but uh, it's hard enough getting a lot of people with dogs to pick their dog's waste up as it is, but I can't see them picking it up with paper. But they can use these biodegradable bags that you could buy, though. Yeah, they're, they're still okay? They are still okay, yes. The biodegradable bags are, are now, I'm, I'm sure we're going to start to see more of them on store shelves as yeah. a result of the single-use plastic bags being phased out. Okay, then. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for calling. Have a good, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It is, uh, it is a transition, and um, I really did enjoy hearing those phone calls about uh, what we did with the garbage when we were kids. I'm still trying to remember how it went at our place. Uh, maybe we did wrap it up in newspaper as well, now that I think about it. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Five minutes to go. Why don't you grab a line so you can be uh, one of our final callers and... Uh, I guess it would be one of our final callers of the year for 2022. We do Free For All Friday, Monday to Friday here on Zoomer Radio. Uh, Friday is our special Free For All Friday show. Uh, Fight Back is Monday to Friday. And then uh, oh, join me every weekend as well. Best of Fight Back, uh, the best conversations from the week that was, Saturdays and Sundays. 
at 12.30 from 12.30 until 1. And look forward to Libby returning on Monday. 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. Doreen in Kingston. Hi, Doreen, and nice to talk to you today. Yes, and I'm glad I got through. I just missed it by one call yesterday. Okay. Um, <laughs> I wanted to put a little bit of a plug in regarding the um, uh, crosswalk safety. Yes. Um, I don't know how on board the schools are, but my thought is that when they have seminars, they should have one special seminar all about safety. If there are no videos available, I'm sure the advocates for uh, crosswalk safety could uh, manage to put some together and see how when you step into the curb, um, not to uh, rely on drivers being aware, always keep their head up and um, be alert of the traffic. Don't rely on someone else for your safety. Um, And, uh, yeah, so the videos and the seminars and... Uh, maybe consider at the end of every seminar, have that as a, a standard reminder. Mm-hmm. When you're out in traffic and you're going into a crosswalk or crossing the street, just keep your heads up and look over your shoulder to make sure the cars are going to stop for you. Great advice and a good reminder. Doreen, thanks for calling. Yes. So I hope the schools will uh, get on board with that. I think that would make a big difference. Right. Uh, We need Elmer, the safety elephant, back in the schools. We do. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Doreen. Thanks for calling. Oh, sorry, I cut you off there, but thank you for calling. Let's go to Barry in North York. Hey, I like your necklace, by the way. Oh, thank you. You're watching on ZoomerRadio.ca, Barry. I am, yes. You always wear some great outfits. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, When people are preparing the recycling, remember to cut it up a little bit because some of these things don't end up in recycle. They end up in the garbage and the water, and they trap sea animals. When I saw that video, I said, that's it. I am cutting up things that look like a cup kind of shape, and especially those little kind of ring things. Exactly. And those are are being phased out, by the way, Barry. Yeah. Yeah, those those are also considered to be single-use plastics, so they will be gone if they're not already. Yes, yes. And, of course, again, we have the the, uh, uh, the, uh, this, the biodegradable bags and also paper bags with double handles. I yeah. go to Whole Foods, and that's all yeah. they use. They no. use these paper bags, they're double-bagged, and they have paper handles, and I'm still using it for putting my recycle. And, and I can remember the paper bags uh, when we were kids in the 70s, 60s, 70s. They, they were strong. Like, they, yes. they were thick. That's right. Yeah. Well, and we can do it. We can do it. And then remember, of course, uh, we covered our textbooks with uh, the paper bags that our parents brought home from the grocery store. Yes, yes. We were were thinking environment and didn't realize. Yeah, and we didn't even know it. Absolutely. Barry, all the best to you. Uh, Thank you for calling. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. I think uh, Ziv is grabbing one final phone call. We've got about a minute to go here, um, and we can get to uh, Don in Simcoe before we wrap up the show today. Uh, this has I was surprised uh, that the overwhelming uh, conversation points were about uh, the single ban or the single use uh, plastic ban, but it makes sense. I mean, this is something that we're all in together that we all have to transition away from using plastics, and finally, there is a ban in 
place. Okay, Don and Wellen, very quickly, you're the last caller. Oh, oh, thank you. First time getting through. Okay. Okay. Yes, I just want to uh, make a comment about uh, our pr- premiere. Yep, quickly. Uh, the, bus- the business that they own, uh, I can't remember what it is, but if people would start boycotting that, and uh, anybody that does business with him, boycott their stuff too. Okay, Don, appreciate your call. You are a taxpaying voter, so it's uh, your opinion and you're welcome to it. And that is the whole point of Free For All Friday. Thank you so much for your calls today. Uh, Wishing you all a happy new year, a happy, prosperous, and healthy, most of all, new year. Jane for Libby and Steve Key is up next with the news. Fight Back with Libby Snymer is produced by Zeev Hadi. With technical production by Jordan Chakravarti, Dan Christakos, and Owen Wolf. Check out the Fight Back podcast anytime at zoomerradio.ca or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air and The Garden Show.